Hey there, this is Lynn from the Personal Branding with Lynn podcast, and today I'm excited to share with you a replay of a webinar that I recorded a few years ago. Now, I did this back when I was doing the Shutterbug Life community, and I was introducing a coaching program that I did online. So I had this webinar where I sort of walked people through how you could actually go from being a beginner in photography to establishing a brand. And I went through the entire 10 steps and, you know, this was part of, of, you know, another program I was working, but today I'm just giving it to you free because of course it's, it, all the information is still relevant. And I think it can be helpful because this falls right into the sweet spot for our personal branding focus here on this podcast and on this website. And of course, this is focused for photographers. But in any event, I think this can be helpful for you. So I'm sharing it here as a video and also just stripping out the audio because I think the audio can still be helpful as well. But just to know if you're listening to it on the audio podcast, if you go to lynnmorton.com forward slash podcast, you'll be able to find it and see the video. I am including the links because this was from the old Shutterbug Life community. It it references a lot of those podcast episodes. I'll link back to that, that, that website. Those podcast episodes are still active, actually. So if there was something said there that you want to go back and reference, you can find those as well. All right. So that that's it. Hey, here it comes. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions after listening to it, naturally, you can find me online at Personal Branding with Lynn, both on Instagram and on Facebook, or just email me hello at lynnmorton.com. How about that? All right, take care. Okay, let's let's get going. Um, this is one of our free photo webinars, and it's on the photographer's blueprint from beginner to brand. And you can tell that I just love alliterations in this. But what we'll talk about tonight is how you can go from just starting out in your photography and take it all the way to the point where you are a brand, meaning you have the kind of photography that you are creating and people are lining up to see. And I, I can't help but think, I was listening to the news. Hey, Vince, Vincent, I, I was listening to the news and I heard a piece that Humans of New York just interviewed Hillary Clinton, um, of who, of course, is running for president. And I thought to myself, speaking of brands, you know, this guy who moved to New York City about six or seven years ago just with a camera, and he was just starting out, just learning how to shoot, is now traveling around the world, writing books that sell out, and interviewing and photographing um, nominees for president. And I just thought that was just incredible. I mean, many of you who've been around know that, you know, we interviewed him on one of these webinars back in, I think, 2011 or 2012, back when he was just starting out and, uh, you know, when people like me could get his attention and interview him. But here he is now. He's gone from beginner to brand and so many others have made that journey. And and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. All right. So welcome, my name is Linford Morton. 
a little bit about you. I, I, I see so many familiar names. I'm not sure if there are any newbies here. My name is Linford Morton, of course. Photography is my early passion. My dad was a photographer, and uh, so I learned at an early age to to wield cameras and take pictures. Um, I, 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 when I went to college, I studied photojournalism. And so, you know, that's where I, I sort of formalized everything my dad taught me. And I, then I went off to the, the army soon after that. And I was a photojournalist for the army. So, you know, the the photojournalism informs my photography sensibilities. And then my career was as a PR and marketing guy for about 20 years. So, um, not just photography, but 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 marketing. Twenty years of communication, as, and I and I use a lot of what I did um, as a PR practitioner, supporting uh, billion-dollar companies to build the Shutterbug Life community. So that's enough about me. So let's talk about you know why this is important. This topic is important, and I'm and I'm thinking about you know so many people that I meet when you are when I'm teaching photo tours and we're out in meetups and and the, the express the frustration that you're trying to, to to get this thing right, and you at some point you just want to scream because you think you got you have all these great shots, and when you get home and you upload them and you look at them in the big screen and it's nothing like you thought right or or you're just trying to to make your photography stand out and it gets lost in the billions of gigabyte bytes of images that are flowing online and it, it reminds me of of two specific stories. I remember one of my photo tours, I was working with Laura, and I, of course, I'm changing her name. And we were right here at the, boy, at the at the Einstein Monument, and I saw her looking through her viewfinder, trying to to frame it up and do something, and she and she was just looking and looking and fiddling and fiddling and couldn't get it, and then she dropped it, camera down by it to her her side and just like, oh, and I said, you know, what's wrong? And, and she basically said, you know, this camera is just not doing what I wanted to do. Let's just go. Like, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you are experiencing. And she goes, no matter what I do, what I try to see doesn't show up. And, and so this is one of the frustrations. And then the second one is when I'm sitting with Tom in a coffee shop, also change the name to protect the innocent in this coffee shop. As a matter of fact, in downtown DC, we're sitting there, and we're talking shop, you know, gear, great pussies to shoot, all that kind of stuff. And then he says to me, you ever notice that some people with okay pictures are just blowing up and everyone's following them and liking their work and raving. And then I'll see somebody else who has really great work and they're just not getting the same love. They're just not getting the same level of attention. And in both of these frustrations, we will find the answer in our blueprint because they're struggling with two things, how to take great pictures and then how to stand out as a photographer. And so our blueprint that takes us from beginner to brand 
will help us answer those questions and more. Because, because it's not just that we want to go from blueprint to brand, it's that we want to be able to really take the kind of images that stand out and share them with the people who care about them most and create something lasting with our work that we can be proud of that will bring us back um and just bring us back a sense of accomplishment and sometimes a little money on the side doesn't hurt either right so this is what our blueprint will consist of all right make sense to everybody so far now Yes, yep, 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 yep. All right, very good. Now, I know that none of you miss an episode of the podcast, right? So I'm almost embarrassed to point this out to you, right? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Of course not, Michelle says. Thanks for humoring me, Michelle. But seriously, about a couple weeks ago, I talked about... Three stages of photography, and this is going to be an overlay for what we talk about on the blueprint. Because, and the reason, so for those of you who've heard this already, just indulge me for a second while I just recap this because it's important. Because everyone always says, when you know, we're talking, Phoenix Mark, there's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there is Phoenix, and and don't you worry, I'll make sure that you get the link. Um, so in episode seventy nine, we t- I talked about these three stages, and when you get the link, you can go back and listen, and you can get more detail on this. Um, but I, I hear people talk about people talk about wanting to go to the next level. And, uh, you know, that sounds cool, but it still sounds very vague to me. So I said, okay, why don't we just go ahead and, uh, and really articulate what these levels are. And so the first one we talked about was the beginner, the emerging photographer. And this is where you are just shooting as many pictures as possible. You're learning your camera and you're shooting as many different genres as you can And as you do this, you start to notice significant progress over time. You don't know what your style will be, and you don't even care. You just want to get out there and shoot. And and, and in in this stage, the action item is just to do the work. This is what I call the do the work phase. And all it means is shoot as much as possible, look at as many images as possible, and start something like your 365. The goal here is volume, and we'll get into the into this in more detail. The second is when you're an enthusiast, and now you start to achieve some consistency in the quality. And we you we notice that if you go out and shoot, your keep rate goes up. You know, you're keeping more images. And because you are now starting to shoot regularly and and produce at a high quality consistently, we start to expect that from you. And so now you the 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 mantra is to do good work, keep the consistency up. And while you're in that stage, it's time to start the the process of of self exploration to figure out what's the unique story that only you can tell, because that's how you begin to 
stand out. And then the third stage is when you're the impactful photographer. You figured out what that unique story is, and now you start working a long-term project and project, marketing your work, and building a product like your gallery, your show, coffee table, book, whatever it is. You start growing a following of people who support your work, who actively look forward to it, and now the goal is impact. So, so those are the sort of the three overall areas that we're going to overlay our blueprint. So now when we say we're going to the next level, we know what the next level is and we know what the commitment level is at the next level and we know the work we have to do to get there. So let's start the blueprint. In the first phase, as we talked about this before, if you are a beginner, and if you are just starting out and just learning your camera, and if you are just getting into this photography thing, the most important thing you can do is start a daily or regular shooting commitment. Remember I said the key in this phase is volume. You're going to want to shoot as much as possible, and this is when you want to jump into a meetup like like we have in Shuttlebug Excursions, and there's so many meetups in uh, now that are photography related. You just have to put in your zip code and put in photography, and you will get just an, uh, an embarrassment abundance of options. Hey, Pam, welcome. And so stuff, you can start with a meetup and just get out uh, every opportunity you can and shoot with people, keeping that shooting in 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 a social environment is a good way to make sure that you are shooting and shooting in volume. And uh, another way to do that, if, because you won't be able to always get out, as I said before, is to do your 365. And uh, this is a great site for this, Capture Your 365, run by Katrina Kennedy. If you sign up for her website, every morning she'll send you a prompt or a different theme for you to go out and shoot that day. You can choose that or you can take it and take an, and go off and do something different. But it, it, there is something that happens in this discipline of shooting daily and forcing yourself every day to go out and shoot a photograph and post it somewhere publicly where at the end of the year, everyone I know who, know who has done this, has their work has just improved dramatically dramatically now 365 takes an awful it takes our serious commitment to pull off because you know life gets in the way and we're busy and it's tough to do but it's worth it if you are serious about improving your photography now I, I like to say I do a project 52 which means that once a week rather than once a day, I try and get out there and shoot something and post it. And once a week is probably more realistic for most of us. However, at the end of the year, if you have forced yourself to shoot 365 times or 52 times, you can guess which option will give you the highest, the, 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 the most significant return. So, Again, volume is the first thing you want to do in this blueprint if you're just starting out. Remember, we're going from beginner to brand. And if you're a beginner, 
you're shooting volume, you're trying to shoot daily, and if you can't shoot daily, as much as possible outside of that. Anybody here ever done or completed a a Project 365 or 52? Nope. (laughs) Carlos... You know, it's so funny. Everyone said it started, but not did not complete. Pam, I, I'm in the same boat, and uh, you know, I gave it a valiant effort for about three to four months before I fell off of the bandwagon. But the, these the, these were really these are four months that I I really um, looked back and enjoyed and uh, and thought it was well worth it. I've started more times than I can remember, never finished. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? And, and just because we started doesn't mean we can't do it again and uh, maybe try and, and stick it out. There's so many tools out there um, f- to do your Project 365. I had started a Google Plus community to support that back when that was Google Plus was still fashionable. Um, but you can get it in and you can get similar kinds of groups in, in Flickr, speaking of no longer fashionable. Um, you could do it on 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 Instagram or just anywhere. I'm just happy you didn't ask where the three stages we were in. <laughs> oh, Phoenix, I, I forgot to ask and I won't now. Now, we're not just shooting willy-nilly. During this time, you're also really starting as a beginner to to learn your your tools and learn your skills. So you're going to be doing the also doing the work of learning the your basic principles, exposure, metering, composition, storytelling, impact. You've got to find a way now to really work through that. So you don't want to shoot for 365 days and not do anything to learn the principles because at the end of 365 days, you will have 365 random snapshots. And the whole point of this blueprint and this process is to get you improving and moving from one, you know, you know, beginner to, to enthusiast to an expert. So, the first le- the first thing in our blueprint is to commit to shooting volume 365 just get back on the horse if we've fallen off or maybe make it 5 days a week or just something that will give us volume and while we're in that volume stage make sure you take um you you go out and l- make sure that you learn the basic principles of photography so that you are not just shooting but you're shooting deliberately and you are now beginning to uh, not just in volume, but to improve your keep rate. And when I say keep rate, I mean, if you shoot a thousand images, a hundred images, when you start two might be, you know, keepers. And as you get better, 10, 20, 40, and, and the keep rate keeps going up. So we can do that, right? That's an easy first step. Just, just shoot a lot. The second thing you want to do is now that you are doing volume in in the beginner stage is you want to start taking inventory of where you are and there is an audit you can you can give yourself on your knowledge, the opportunities and tools assessment. Now, you know, back to this uh, podcast <laughs> the very first episode I ever did was on goal planning for photographers and uh, 
in it, I have a download where you can work through this. And these are just part of um, just a few of the pages in the download because you can go back and listen to that full episode and that will be helpful. And of, of course, when I send you the email for this recording, you'll have all of these links so you don't have to go hunting for them. But of course, now most, I don't know, a good a number of you at work, if you are planning your goals for the year and the things for which you'll be judged at the end of the year when you and the boss sit down to decide what you've accomplished and, and what your your raise will be, that you're probably, they're probably asking you to make smart goals, right? To make them specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Well, you can take this same approach with your photography. And as you are working, you can also make your goals specific. Because if you say, this week, I'm just going to try and get better yeah, you know, it, you don't know what that means at the end of the week, and there's no way to know if you're successful. But if you make them specific, you can say, this week I will work on shutter speed. I will try and take uh, images uh, where I stop action and I show motion and blur, and I will do this at three different outings, and at the end of the week, I'll have three different opportunities, and I'll see how well I do, and then next week I'll do it again and see how much I've improved. This is a smart goal approach to now beginning to work on your photography. So now back to the assessment. You get, so, you know, this is a self-assessment. So you can ask yourself a series of questions. You know, how do I describe my knowledge base? And, and of course, this is, you know, um, Phoenix, me asking you which of the three stages you're in, but I'm not asking you. You can, you don't have to say it out loud. But, you know, where are you in, in, in those phases? And then when you think about where you want to be, where are your skills compared to where you want to be to get there? If you were to get your ideal assignment today, would you be capable of completing it? Yes or no. And if not, then uh, we got to take action. What skills do I need to close the gap? So you have to think about if I want to be good at HDR, what skills do I need to to close the gap? Well, I'll probably need to learn how to do better landscape photography. I'll I'll need to learn post processing. You know, I'll need to learn how to um, see light and dynamic range. I'll need to learn all of these skills. And then, what classes can I workshops or books or podcasts or you know all of these tools you can use to now begin. You know, write this stuff down. You know, Zig Ziglar, one of the old uh, 80s and 90s um, business and, and motivational coaches used to say, if you write things down, you have a so much better chance of accomplishing them. So, you know, sort of write down, you know, what skills do you need and then, you know, what you plan to do to start closing the gap. And then and then the opportunities you get, you know, not just uh, writing down skills, but now how am I going to get out there and start working on it? What kinds of images am I working on? How often will I often will I practice and um, the others? What can I do to make this fun or relevant? If you if you will talk about this in a little bit, you know, find ways to make it fun so that it doesn't feel like such a chore. Um Make make the goals so that it's it will be easy for you to attain it. This is easy, right? 
So now that you know where you are and you are shooting regularly in your beginner phase, now now each week as you're shooting daily or weekly, you can move from just shooting volume to start thinking about you know, now shooting with a little more purpose, you know, what make a list of what's what's weekly, what am I going to work on this week so that you're not again, not just shooting randomly, but shooting with purpose. So now you're going to make a list of these skills you want to improve. So as you begin the week, and, and you're going to do your project 365, and you're, you've got seven days of pictures, one of the things you can do is say, hey, what do I what do I want to work on this week? And uh, that will um, be helpful. And of course, you will put that on paper. Easy, easy peasy so far, right? Okay, so we're moving along the checklists. And I'm going to give you uh, a PDF of just the checklist slides so you can download them and uh, use them for yourself and follow along, All right? The next thing you want to do is select an accountability partner because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And if you're anything like me, you will start the week, the month, the year with with, with um, the best of intentions. And like my mother said, the road always told me, the road to hell, son, is paved with good intentions. And so you want somebody who, somebody else on this earth who knows what you have committed to do. I'm going to shoot every day, and this week I'm going to be shooting HDR. You want at least one person, you'll say, hey, this is what I'm working on. What are you working on? And and then they'll say, hey, this is what I'm working on. And so at the end of the week, they can go, hey, how'd you do? And just knowing that somebody else is at the end of the week is going to go, hey, how'd you do? Sometimes that's enough for us to go, oh, time to make the donuts and go shoot. And hopefully it won't be as dread. If you all remember the old... um the old Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Anybody old enough to remember that commercial? Time to make the donuts. Is it just me? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I, oh, no, they flaked out, and they pretty much have put their cameras down. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so we've got to get you some people who are just as committed as you are, Pam, huh? That's just too funny. Um, so yeah, you want an accountability partner, somebody who is going to be, you know, going through this with you. And, and, and here's one of the things I, I, I heard someone say, it's, you know, the point of the accountability partner is not to reward you if you've done it or punish you if you haven't. It's just to hold you accountable, meaning they're just going to ask you, how'd you do? And you tell them how you did. And that's the end of the exchange. Um, I'll be your partner. There you go. So we've got we've got two. How about that? We've just got a connection. That's so cool. Yeah. So you know, how'd you do? Here's how I did, and that's it. Now, if you want to go beyond that, that's that's fine, of course. But we don't want to encourage any whining because you know, either you did or you didn't. And uh, and and really, the the point is to know that. Man, if Michelle is my partner, 
if Michelle is my partner, I don't want to have to tell her three weeks in a row that I didn't do what I said I was going to do because I know Michelle, you know, as kind as she and polite as she's going to be to me is going to start thinking to herself, oh, I need a different partner, somebody who's taken this seriously. And Lord knows I don't want that. So that makes sense, right? And yeah, look at that. Cool. And, you know, any of, you know, anyone else, if if you guys want to, you know, have a tool where you get partners, we might think of ways to make that happen. The next thing you want to do is start an inspiration file. And with the inspiration file, now as you're working, one of the, you know, two things will get you there. One, shooting regularly. Two, looking at great images. And you want to look at a lot of great images. And more than that, when you see great images and things that make you go, yeah, I like that, you want to keep it somewhere. And it's one of the things you can do is I used to have just a a literal physical basket. And, uh, you know, this is back in, in the old days. And if I saw in a magazine, a photograph that I thought was really cool, I'd rip it out the magazine and and literally drop into the in, into the basket. So sometimes when I'm f- trying to come up with something to shoot, I would just you know sift through that basket and see something that goes, oh, this is I remember this. This was hot. You know, how can I take this and go try and replicate it and personalize it and make it my own? And so, um, having the, the yeah the Clinton. The basket, the 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 um, the inspiration file works. These days, you can do this on Pinterest, or or a, a, so you can have your own Pinterest board for this kind of thing. Or, you know, those of us who use a note file, a, a notes app like Evernote, which is what I use now. You know, Evernote will let you clip from just about any any source, and you can tag and 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 categorize it. And you know, I, this is my brain, Evernote. Um, and so I, I sort of keep stuff there so that I can find it and uh, find inspiration. Now, there is a reason, another reason you're starting to collect this, because now as you move into the next phase, you are starting to do the self, the work of self-exploration. You're getting into the enthusiast phase where now you are creating you know, you've gone through the whole beginner phase and you are, you know, you've been shooting every day. You've been learning the principles. You've been uh, putting in the time and work. And now you are just rocking and rolling. And everyone's like, man, you are doing good work. And so now you're creating these lists. You're, you're looking at this inspiration file. And because you, what you might start to see there or, what, or hopefully what you start to see are patterns patterns of you know what are the what what when i look through the inspiration file what are the what kinds of things do all of these images or large buckets of these have in common because now you're starting to think about where your interest areas are and uh, as chase jarvis says what are the unique stories that only you can tell and so in this phase, we're starting to develop uh, our niche and focus area and or your own style. 
Because at some point, you have to start to think about what you want to be known for. And to get there, you've got to go through this process of self-discovery. And, and you, one way to do it is to make a series of lists. Right. A list of, you know, what kind of photography gets you excited, either creating it or viewing it. And you can look through your inspiration file to see that and, and make a list there. And then what kinds of photography are you good at? Look at your 10 best photos and see where you are performing best. And that can give you clues as to, you know, where your talents lie. And because often we, and it's not until we we begin to create the galleries, for instance, for a website that you begin to now start pulling out your 10 best. And then you start to see, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that my 10 best were in this genre where I, whereas, you know, as I might've thought it was something else. You know, what kind of photography are you motivated to learn? You think about that and, 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 you know, make a list of that. What kind of photography are you motivated to learn? You know, like, you know, going back to the HDR example again, if you say, I don't know how to do that, but I really want to learn it. And you're, you find yourself really devouring everything you can read or, or every video you can find on, find on it. Um, that's going to be a clue for you. So make that list. And then what kind of photos get the most comments, likes, and engagement? So that's another list. Go back through your social media, your social media um, streams, and see where you get the most response. Because that's also um, informative and instructive for you that... It, it's funny when I interviewed Emily um, Carter Mitchell for one of my podcast episodes, and one of the things she said is she started when she started down the path of photography, she thought she wanted to be a travel photographer, and she thought she wanted to do this equa trekking kind of a on horseback and on foot. And but as she posted her images, she found that. Whenever she did the nature and bird photography, the response would just be, you know, off the charts. And when she did the other stuff, the equitrekking, it was, eh. And she started paying attention to this and realized that, one, this is what everyone's responding to because, two, that's where her skills and talents were. And three, she found that she really enjoyed that. And so going through this process of self-discovery helped her to discover that's where she really needed to be. And now she has this really incredible body of work that she's created, so much so that people, you know, public magazines and and have call her and regularly ask if they could license her images and uh, she ha- and she's now teaching and leading f- photo workshops you know this is what happens when you figure out you know what's that unique story that only you can tell and you start to tell it so you're looking then at that and then what non-photography interest are you passionate about now we're going to get to that one in a second so you guys think about all these lists. And when you create all these lists, what you're going to do is take the top the top um, entry on each list and make a list of all of the number ones. And then from the number ones, 
you can either you can then narrow that down to in one if one pops out to you, but sometimes you still aren't quite there yet. So what you might do is work on your top three. And so you start working deliberately on your top three. And as you work on the top three, you might look at uh, if there's a natural way of grouping those three or if there's a natural bucketing of those three. Or as you work on three, see which one starts to bubble to the top. Now, you will make more impact if you select one. You will make more impact faster in terms of now getting to be known and getting people following you and getting to that final goal. But if you do three, you'll get there. Just know that it will probably take you just a little longer. Now, that does that part make sense now beginning to um, find your niche? All right, good. Good, John and Fee and Clinton. Good. So now you're choosing of all that list, you've created the lists and you are selecting one. Joanne Bostic, perfect. You're going to select one at some point. At some point, you're going to want to narrow to one because that's where you begin to make the impact. What's the unique story that only you can tell? Thanks, Carlos. And Chase Jarvis calls this the dirtiest secret in photography. And it was the last list I asked I asked you to create. And it said, you know, the best thing in photography comes from outside of photography, is the way Chase Jarvis puts it. And it's, you know, what passions do you have outside of photography? Because sometimes those overlapping interests can help you also create your niche. Meaning, and I think when I did the last similar kind of webinar like this, I talked about my son who is, you know, he's a a car geek. He's crazy about cars and anything you you ask about cars, he knows. And he's getting into photography and video. and And I say to him, you know, a natural kind of niche for you is photog is using cars because you know it so well, you probably bring a sensibility to it be- that the average person wouldn't because you know so much about it. You can shoot it. You can be a much more informed photographer. And this is what Chase Jarvis is talking about. So as you're thinking about niche, you know, sometimes your best, your best options are the things outside of photography that where you have an overlapping interest. And the benefit also there is you're going to be doing that stuff anyway. So now as you get into a time crunch, you don't have to choose between photography or cars or whatever that other thing is because you're going to be able to to merge both and save time and energy. So now that you have your niche area you start to think about, you know, what could I do with this? And this is now where, you know, the re- the going back to the the episode of goal setting where, you know, one of the the exercises is to come up with a big goal. And it might be that you want to have a business where you're either doing fine art or or licensing for stock or teaching or whatever. You know, that might be one of your goals. You might want to do a gallery show or a photo book or fine art, whatever it is. 
you know, allow yourself to dream big and and choose a big goal, something worthy of, you know, your time and energy and effort because because that now is what will fuel you as you start to work in phase three where you're working for impact. And the interesting thing is if you go back to the first um, example from the humans of New York, he started out just shooting, but he ended up now with with books and all these other products. You don't always have to know what you what your end product will be going in, but if you do, it can really help you focus your energy and your efforts. And then you're going to want to have a photo blog, and, and we talked about this in episode 48. This is important because. The blogging process now keeps you creating on a schedule, and it not not just keeps you creating on a schedule, it keeps you publishing, so you're always putting your best work out there, and this helps you now to begin to attract an audience, because, you know, Google loves the constant, the constant publishing, and in the constant publishing, you're now getting building what they call, you know, search engine and people who are interested in the topic you're publishing on will start to find and follow. And, and so now you are getting better and you're getting known for something specific and you're only known for it because you have this blog on this very specific area where you are producing. And the other reason you want to have a blog rather than having it somewhere else, like, for instance, on a Facebook page, is because you want to have it on on real estate that you control. Because Mark Zuckerberg will change his mind tomorrow about how he wants to to show your 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 images or your fan page to the people who follow you. And uh, he might decide, as he has on several occasions, to stop showing it to people who are following you. Or you might invest in a, a platform like Google+, Plus, which was hot for a minute, but then cools down. Or a Flickr, which is hot for a minute, but now has been recently sold out to an entity like, uh, I think it was sold to Verizon. And so now their future is, you know, cloudy and you don't know what happens next. So you want it on your own blog, on your own URL that you control. And this will allow you to begin to build the following and publish regularly and begin to become known for something. It you know, it's 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 not a coincidence that Humans of New York started as a blog. It's not a coincidence that um Stuck in Customs, the 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 number one travel photography started as a blog and grew into a business. You know, it's it's not a coincidence that so many of these people who we know, um, Davy Hobby and 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 the the uh, Davy Hobby who does the uh, the lighting blog. It's not a coincidence that these all started as blogs and now we know them as brands because that's how you get there. And uh, there's a process of how you create it. If you uh, un, if you go to episode 48, you will see. You know, I lay it out for you, and you will see this um um this um um graphic that will, will literally walk you through the steps. 
All right. And then when you're there, the whole purpose of your blog is to start collecting emails and building your tribe. So you're going to want to now get yourself, you know, a and a, a free account on someplace like MailChimp. And so when people come there and they like what you do, they can put their email in and you can collect it. This is the, one of the most important things you can do because as you are you know, building momentum with your blog, you are now building this list of people who are supporters. And so when you finally get to the point where you are now going to produce that product, the people who support you and will come out to see your gallery show or buy your book or do whatever, they are literally one email blast away from supporting you. And these days, for instance, if you wanted to get a book published, a publisher won't touch you unless they see you have a list and they like the size of your the list. And the first thing they're going to ask is, do you have an audience already or do you have a following? And, and you know, that's the holy grail. So you're going to want to do that. Um, the next best thing you can do is start a learn long-term project with that block because a long-term project, again, also helps to keep you focused and it also helps to build momentum. You know, I did an episode on a, a long-term project that I was going to start and uh, regrettably, I, I, I've not done what as much as I'd wanted to do. But for instance, I talked about doing one called um, Warriors at the Wall, where on a holiday like coming up in Veterans Day, I would go to, in Washington, D.C., a lot of the monuments and find the veterans who have come back there and sort of tell their stories. And for me, this was good because the veteran in me and the the army journalist in me, you know, when I talked about finding another topic on, on which you are passionate, well, yeah, that's definitely one. And it is something that I... I I I I love to do in terms of storytelling because, it, as you know, I like to do uh, street portraits and photojournalism is again, as I said, um, that's my first my first training and my first love with photography. So this is what it would look like, and I would you know do this over a series of time looking for ways to interact with veterans and veterans communities and build a list of the people who care about these kinds of stories. And so at some point when I would love to create a coffee table book and I would have a list of all these people who are interested in and follow these inspiring veteran stories. This is a, a photograph of a guy who ran a mile for every name on the list. That's 58,000 miles he ran over like a 20-year period, and he ended at the wall. S inspiring stories like these, if, you, if I could have a book that included this, then now with that list, I could go back to them and, uh, you know, do whatever I, 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 you know, whatever my goal is. But the point is you begin to build an audience around that topic area. Is that making sense to everyone so far? And then it gets to creating a product from that list. Yeah. And then, you know, and the product is, is the last step in, in your, 
in your blueprint, right? So as I, we talked about in episode 64, you know, you can hang a show and or you can create a book or you can do a gallery or you can do just any number of things. So, you know, here, just to review, here is the here are the steps. And this is what we talked about from beginning to brand. You're going to start shooting daily and a regular shooting commitment. You're going to take your knowledge, opportunity and tools assessment. You're going to make a list of weekly skills to improve. You're going to select an accountability partner who's going to hold your feet to the fire. You're going to start an inspiration file of things that really interest you. You're going to create lists of these interest areas. And from these lists, you're going to choose a niche or a focus area, and you're going to decide on a long-term goal. You're going to create a blogging platform and start telling these stories weekly. You're going to create emails and build your tribe. And then you're going to start a long-term photo project and then create a product uh, that results from these projects. All right. So these, these are, this is your blueprint. And if you can, you know, work along that list. And so how long does it take? It takes as long as you you make it take. And uh, I know that sounds uh, sort of uh, vague, but I've seen people do this. I, I met a guy on when I was we were doing a night photography workshop the other day who was doing we were doing night photography at the um down at Brooklyn under the Brooklyn bridge and uh, he was showing me some of his images and they were spectacular they were just incredible of me and he was now selling he was talking showing me where he was selling prints and really doing um you know a you know had had a decent following and I, I asked, well, how long have you been shooting? And he said, five months. And my jaw almost, you know, hit the ground. Five months? You went from just picking up a camera and not knowing what an F-stop was to doing this quality work in five months? And he goes, yeah, I mean, he was, he was you know, you know really focused and he worked at it. And, and for other people, it, it takes longer. So it, it, it all depends on you. Well, thanks for listening or following along with this uh, this webinar replay. I hope you found something helpful in it. It covers a lot of ground. It takes you from being a beginner where you are saying, this is a camera, this is an F-stop, all the way to the point where you are building and establishing a brand and a following and f looking for ways to build a community around it and then to monetize it. I hope that's helpful for you. And of course, if you have questions, you can reach me online at, at personal branding with Lynn and at hello at lynnmorton.com. All right. Thanks so much. I'll talk with you later. Take care.